Do you have knowledge that's just going to waste in your brain? Share it with me. Rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts and teach me something in the comments. And I'll read it on the show and share it with a bunch of other people that have knowledge that's sitting in their brains waiting for me to read on the show. Also, if you'd like to help us pay our guests and produce the show, you can go to patreon.com slash what's my thesis. We have some interesting stuff in the works. I'm basically going to double up the workload and make exclusive content, which is going to be very exciting. But uh, I'm just waiting to pull the trigger before I do that. I want to get everything super organized. (laughs) But yeah, consider that. Today's guest is Bethany Irons, and I'm saying that now because I've kind of known her through Instagram. I've never met her in person. This is actually the first time I've spoken to her uh, before, but we have an Instagram friendship. Uh, You guys may have heard the interview with her husband, Tony Irons, um, who I uh, am maybe a little bit more acquainted with. But um, but it was really interesting to talk to her because I've had her booked as a guest for a very long time. She's been super busy getting her doctorate. And yeah, I'm super excited to have the first doctor on the show. She's also someone whose work I am very, very uh, into. And uh, full disclosure, she also contributes to the show, which I think is very awesome and supportive of her. And I want to thank her again for that. Yeah, yeah. I would say I'm definitely most interested in the worthless areas. Yeah. yeah. What's my thesis? What's my thesis? What's my thesis? Interesting. Huh. Technology. Yeah, it, it's so frustrating. Um, yeah. <laughs> let me Gotta do... love it. <laughs> your setup is so nice. I think that you guys like, your, your house can't be that clean. <laughs> it. You know what? We're both clean freaks, which is why it works. Okay. And yeah, Tony set up this whole thing, so I don't know how it works, but, uh, it works. It works. But yeah, you can hear me. Okay. And everything, everything's good. I'm at the right volume. Okay. Great. Great. Oh my goodness. Are you from, uh, I I hear some flat A's. Oh gosh. Yeah. (laughs) Hold on. Let me do the intro. Welcome to what's my thesis. I'm your host, Javier Proenza. Every week, my guests and I share the answers we found to the questions we have. Join us as we explore and expand our worldview through research and ask, what's my thesis? If not, I'll just completely forget. Uh, So flat A's. Where are you from originally? I am from South Dakota. South Dakota. (laughs) I know. Everybody, you know, I don't, I don't realize that I have an accent, um, but ever since I moved down here to Missouri, everybody makes fun of me for it. But <laughs> yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's the A's and the, you know, I kind of got Tony, Tony Irons, my my husband, for those uh-huh. of you out there listening, uh, who may have listened to the podcast. Um, 
I got him a little bit talking like me yeah, every yeah. once in a while. He'll get it. He'll get an OGs oh, or a, yeah, yeah. So, so the I Dakotas. I, so I, yeah. I mean, has it changed much since the days of uh, what's that HBO show? Um, oh, Fargo. One, no, not Fargo. Or, the no, the one in the West. Uh, it would have been so much better if I knew the name of the show. Um, all I can think of is True Grit. It's the one uh, with uh, Swearinger or HBO Western. I'm trying to fucking... Deadwood! God damn it! It was killing me. Oh, I wasn't going to be able to focus. Okay. So that happened. I think that's in, in the Dakotas. I could be wrong. But, it is Deadwood. Yeah. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. And, uh, oh, because you is it like a historic place? Yeah, that's um, Western. Okay. South Dakota. Um, I lived in Eastern South Dakota, and that's that's more right by Minnesota, 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 uh, where where we get the. Yeah, like the Minnesota, North Dakota, South Dakota, that accent. That's uh, okay. Kind of, yeah. So it's, like, it's not related to Wisconsin? It's it's kind of in there too, Wisconsin and yeah, in, in that general region over or there. Is there yeah. But is there a distinction between that general region or is that, or did you just not include it because they're like not part of the club really? Sort of like how, how people correct me on what's part of the Midwest. And I'm like, dude, you're in <laughs> the Midwest isn't even in the West. <laughs> you know what? You're, you're, you're right. You're right. Wisconsin's in there too, actually. Okay. Um, I just forget about it sometimes because it's Wisconsin. not as close in proximity, but it's in there. Yeah. Okay. You're, you're, yeah, you're right. Um, <laughs> I, I have people come on the show just so that they can say that to me. So yeah, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> you're serving you know your what? function. <laughs> you, you're, you're much better geographically than most people. Uh, oh, most I'm, people I, don't I, even really know where South Dakota is. So that's yeah. great. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, my U.S. geography is getting a little bit better since I started the show because I'm always looking to see um, where I'm getting downloads from. So that's oh. why I, I, it might have even been you uh, that was in South Dakota and listened to the podcast. Uh, don't mean to be presumptuous, <laughs> but. Oh, uh, you know, yeah. my friend Robin might have been. Oh, OK. She, my friend Robin, shout out to Robin out there. Um, she listens to your podcast. She lives in Yankton. Yankton, uh, South, shout out. South Dakota. Yep. And um, yep, she's she's a fan. Um, <laughs> so yeah, you. You, got, you got a fan in Yankton, South Dakota. Cool. Representing all over the place. Yeah. Uh, I love that. Um, so how how is everything going in uh, Missouri aside from... Uh, oh, Aside from that, it's, uh, <laughs> it's very hot here. It's, um, yeah, Missouri, it gets just boiling hot in the summer and humid. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's great. Uh, besides that, um, I'm very excited to be done with school finally. Um, and yeah. So when um, did you finish? I finished in May and and yeah, I saw I'm, you walk the stage and and then uh, crouch and have your what is that uh, sash called? Um, it's a hood. It's a hood. Yep, oh, that's a doct- right. It's a, okay. A doctoral hooding uh, ceremony. Yep. Uh, and so, yep. My uh, advisor, Dr. Kathleen Unrath, she 
he hooded me and um <laughs> yeah so now i'm done is uh, that like yeah, a common was, thing the hooding i've never heard of that yeah it's it's um yeah it's a it's a proper thing it's it's more of you know kind of a symbolic just sort of a uh a rite of passage sort of thing right like you're yeah, you're but, officially I mean, done now and just yeah but now but yeah, when you wear a hoodie, you've been given like legit permission to wear one, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's, there's yeah. an academic, academic reasoning behind it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I'm like legit now. I feel like legit, a poser like now when I wear good. one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and just to be clear, you are a doctor. Uh, you are our first doctor, which I'm very excited about. Uh, yeah, I get, I am, um, <laughs> officially i guess it's uh it sounds weird saying that but yes i am well um you haven't listened to the last episode that i dropped but uh i always think of uh dr uh john henry irons when i think of your name who is uh steel the uh superhero who was played by shaquille o'neal at one point um, who's a steel driving man. So <laughs> that's always in my head oh, when I'm like, okay. Dr. Irons, it's huh, comic okay. book, comic book references are basically my existence. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, but he was one of the people that reference. replaced Superman. There were four Supermen that came after he died in the nineties. So he's <laughs> somewhat important and relevant. Okay. Well, I'll have to look him up. <laughs> Dr. Henry Irons? John Henry Irons. Dr. John Henry Irons. Okay, I'll have to look that up. <laughs> all right. That's my assignment for the week. No, you don't have to look it up at all. <laughs> oh, I'm going you to. You can completely forget the uh, the last episode that I did. I, uh, I just like re-listened to it and I was like, oh, I we agreed to do like a collaborative project that we've both probably completely forgotten about <laughs> and no. will not follow up on, so... <laughs> It's how it goes. It's podcasting. You say yeah. shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what's your topic today? Uh, well, my topic, uh, if that's okay with you, I thought could be Instagram. Okay, cool. Yeah, actually, I've been looking forward to this because you did your doctorate on it or your your thesis. Yeah. Um, yeah, I did Was my dissertation on, dissertation on Instagram. Yep. On <laughs> Instagram. Yeah. Um, I... I've been on Instagram for about seven years, kind of on and off now. I kind of have a love-hate relationship with it. I found you, your podcast on Instagram. Yeah. Um, I kind of, it's kind of like another world sort of um, yeah. Instagram is. And so, yeah, and I I had a an exhibition, a real life exhibition dedicated to Instagram where I had uh, 76 artists submit a little like blurbs, I guess, about their attitudes towards Instagram as well, which was sort of interesting. It was uh-huh. showed their sort of love hate relationship with it as well, which was included in my dissertation. And, and yeah, I thought I could talk about that a little bit too. Totally. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, keep in mind, you are not defending your, uh, dissertation on this uh, in this instance because like uh that's pretty badass that you had to do that <laughs> yeah yeah i i um you know how, how I'm, is that I'm process learning. it's um so you go in and and they 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 challenge you right yeah a little bit it's um it was really 
I don't know. My dissertation committee was really supportive of me, but it wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't like maybe what you may think it okay. would be like it. Uh, some dissertation committees, I've heard horror stories of people going in and it being, and people not passing it and oh, people shit. going in and doing all of this work and then not being able to follow through with it. And wait, um, what happens then? They just have to rewrite it or they don't graduate and they just paid all that money and still have to pay it off? Either one. Yeah. Either they just have to totally redo it and then they don't want to do that. And then they just... How of... long does that take? Do they have to do another whatever, year, how many years? Yeah. Or, or they can just edit it? Like <laughs> Usually people just edit it uh, to... And I did have to edit mine a little bit. That's not, doesn't go without saying that, I mean, I, my committee did give me edits. They did uh-huh. give me, um, very, very great, uh, helpful criticism, uh, throughout the whole process and, um, after my defense as well. So there was a lot of editing in that mm-hmm. whole process, but, um, but it was doable, but, uh, but yeah, there's, there's times I've heard where people have gone in and their committee said that this is not worthy of a doctorate and you have to completely redo it. And, um, some people chose not to. Whoa. Yeah. It's, which of course causes anxiety, uh, going into it. Yeah. Where it's like, (laughs) Oh my gosh. Like what is that? Yeah. Um, how, how active were the committee members, uh, in on Instagram, because then there might also be a generational gap, especially when you're dealing with new technology. I could imagine that you adding know, to that stress. They're they're really. I mean, um, I had uh, four committee members, and there was there was one of them that's kind of on there. Um, one of them got on there just because I was writing it and bless her heart. Like she (laughs) went in and like started posting stuff and she's like asking me questions. Oh, how do you do this? How do you do this? Um, which is great. I mean, that she was trying to, you know, get, get involved with it. Um, and then there, the other two are not on it. And so it was very much, you know, like you have to explain this to as if you were explaining it to somebody who doesn't know anything about it, uh-huh. but then you also have to explain it in a way to where, um, you know, somebody who is very well versed in it, um, which is a very difficult thing to do. Uh, and yes. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you, uh, you have to, I mean, it's built on so much different so many different social networking platforms and experiences that they may not have as well. Like it's not just, um, like if someone's never used an iPhone, (laughs) you know, if they're still on a flip phone, you have, uh, to explain a lot more than if you, uh, you know, so it, it makes sense. Yeah. And you know, it's, um, one thing that really interested me in Instagram is the fact that, I, I, and you're probably, I don't know how old you are really, I'm but I, about to turn 40 next year is how I call it. It's okay, what I, so, it's what I like to call 39. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Like, like me, like 
21 until further notice around that age. Yeah. 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 Uh, no, I'm, no, I'm yeah, like legit I, 39, but I call yeah. it uh, about to turn 40 because might as well get pretty mentally. Yeah. I'm like, I'm, what am I going to be 36 this year? So like we're in the same age group. Yeah, uh, yeah. But, but yeah, you're a millennial. I, I'm an extent or uh, I'm a, a gen, gen X. Yeah. And you know, one thing, I guess, when I was looking up the term millennial, mm-hmm. uh, I am technically in that group. Unfortunately, I know that <laughs> millennials get like a bad reputation, but, um, but I didn't grow up with technology. Like I didn't have a cell phone until. So you're like, not a well digital left. native, you're, but you are a millennial. Yeah. Yeah. And I, um, like the first, I don't know, I think my first cell phone I had when I was, I mean, it was after high school. Um, and so technology really, um, it really interests me. It's really, it's kind of, um, it's just really intriguing to me yeah. um, because I didn't grow up with it. Uh, and you grew up I mean, with like Sony Walkman and stuff like that, right? Yeah. Like you had to actually, um, catch a song on the radio yeah, and record yeah. it with a tape, yeah, like yeah. a cassette tape to get, to be able to capture it or go out and buy it, of course. But, um, like there was, and then when you went out and bought it, it was like so much waste. Like, yeah, <laughs> the yeah, package was, was like ten times bigger than a fucking CD used to be or a tape. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, and I didn't have a computer till I was like in my twenties. I mean, oh really? Okay. Yeah, I was probably like like we had computers Family in computer. high school. Um, yeah, we didn't have a family. I, like, I grew up on a farm. Okay. Um, and we didn't have a computer. Um, and, but that was normal. Like I don't, none of my friends had computers. Um, but yeah, it, uh, it, it's something that I think is just kind of more interesting maybe to, to me or my generation, I guess, because it's like half of our lives, we didn't have technology. And now the other half is becoming like increasingly consumed by it. Yeah. Um, like, no, and, and, and just like, uh, late, what I always like to remind people about the curve of, uh, technological development being exponential. If you think about the wheel and how long it took from the wheel, you know, or between the wheel and the fire, uh, those technological innovations, you, the, there's like the frequency with which things that like change the world happens are, it has only accelerated and we're kind of like in a vertical mm. part of that development where it's like, um, and then <laughs> the sci-fi that we have is also crazy too. But, uh, the idea that like, you know, for example, the home computer in our lifetimes and then the pocket computer in our lifetimes shortly after, right? Like mm-hmm. we went from not having computers to having the craziest fucking shit. So like the, the difference between us and our parents is crazy uh, in, in, in understanding, uh, as opposed to like, maybe now it seems like, I don't know, it should be accelerating even faster, but I, it, maybe it's, we've gotten just desensitized. Um, but yeah, go ahead. Like, do you remember your first phone? Yeah. Like, was was it a, it was an LG brick. Yeah. It was was the um, chocolate. It's, it, it, it was like a slide phone, slider phone. Mm, 
Mm-hmm. Where or, you could text really easily? No, it, it was. Or like, no. <laughs> no, no, my first okay, phone. No, it was like uh, it, it was. Do you remember like Zoolander when the whole fad when they did a whole bit about whose phone was smaller and everybody just kept. It, like there's a sequence where everybody oh. just keeps pulling out a smaller cell phone. Like, yep. so around that time. So where the idea was to make the technology as compact, but now, you know, before we got like big screens and like now phones are giant as again, um, mm-hmm. because of the convenience, because we don't use them as phones as much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we use them as like portable, uh, AOL instant messenger, um, things. You do, do you used to use instant messenger and shit like that? You know, I, I wasn't, uh, a big instant messenger person, but yeah. like my roommates were, okay. um, I, well, you didn't have it until you were 20. Right. So yeah, yeah. like I, I got on Facebook and, um, like that was kind of my introduction to like the social aspect yeah. of it. But, um, but yeah, uh, and then I used it to kind of like like I was in there with the downloading music and like Napster and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That. <laughs> yeah. But um, while we were watching yeah. people on the news just go for their whole lives or like be charged billions of dollars for shit we were doing for free. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Exactly that part. Yeah. And then watching Metallica lose their cool. Yeah. Yep. All of that. Exactly. Um, yeah. And then. Um, yeah. And then Facebook and then, um, yeah. And then all of a sudden Instagram started yeah. to become a thing. And, uh, and then I deleted my Facebook and just went for Instagram because I kind of got fed up with all of these different social media things and yeah, yeah. just decided to just pare it down to one thing. And yeah, cause sometimes it can just get to be a little too much. It's just, uh, yeah. And uh, there's something about Instagram, like there's something about Facebook where you kind of have, or there's like an obligation or a sense of obligation to like be in contact with people that you don't necessarily need to be in contact with. Whereas like, I feel like Instagram, you're not expected to follow everybody that you've ever met, you know, or be like, like you, you, uh, and so that I think is something that I prefer about Instagram. Uh, uh, unfortunately, it's the same overlord, um, mm-hmm. which God knows <laughs> we might find he has weird fetishes too. <laughs> yeah. We won't go back into it. But <laughs> yeah, I yeah. know. No kidding, right? <laughs> yeah, I'll be talking weirdo. about... <laughs> yeah, I'll be like this dissertation that I just wrote will be like 10 years down the road, just... Mark Zuckerberg did something really well. Yeah. I, you, anyway. yeah. No, but I, I do, I do think that, you know, I think I talk, I've been excited to have you on the show. And by the way, like we have, uh, been planning on having you on the show for like almost since like the beginning of me having guests that weren't, uh, uh former co-host Seth. Right. Like, so you, you've been like, uh, an, an, input, an an upcoming guest on the show for like a long time. Like we've sort of, and that's why I know like all moments of your life through Instagram and Instagram stories. Cause I follow you and I follow your husband. Um, but which is an interesting thing because like, uh, it doesn't feel like you're a stranger at this point because we've sort of had like, uh, a bit of a, you know, and I also know you directly through, 
knowing Tony, which is a very specific uh, experience, which we won't get into. I actually wasn't going to mention Tony unless you brought him up because I was like, this is your episode. But yeah. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah, that's fine. But, no, yeah. Because, um, yeah, it, it is interesting that, you know, we see little snippets of people li- people's lives just through visuals, mainly through Instagram, since it's more yeah. of a visual platform. And yeah, we feel like we kind of get to know people through that. Yeah. And, and uh, obviously there's a persona element to it, but, uh, so what I was going to say is that, um, I think that like in conversations and one of the reasons that, I mean, I invited you before I knew what your dissertation was about, but then you published it and I was like, dude, you got to come on and talk about it. Cause it comes up on the show, whether you, whether you can make art on Instagram or not. And I, you know, i tend to not be definitive on my position, but I do like in terms of it being a product that's, um, that is made by a company. And whatever the ethics of the company, it's a little bit different than the example I'm going to give. But Eastman Kodak was a big driving force in photography. You used to get the camera and then take your pictures and mail it in to them. And then they would develop it and give you a, put a new role in the camera and send it to you. Right. And so so the idea of companies of it, it you not being able to use a tool um, it's not necessarily the best argument against whether or not it's art. Uh, but I don't know. I, uh, do you approach these topics within the dissertation or is it more just as a general overview? Like what, what is the main thrust of your interest in, in Instagram? Cause I think I get a sense is related to arts or artists and art making just because you are an artist and you're a digital painter, if I'm not mistaken, correct? Yeah, I do a lot of digital work now um, and curation and stuff like that. But I I guess I approach it more in terms of thinking about using Instagram as a research tool for artists Mm. and as a tool to be used with intent. And so if you're if you're using it, so say as for a research tool, Mm. um, you can use like private collections, for instance, to collect images that, that you may use for source imagery. Mm -hmm. So like me being, you know, um, an artist who like appropriates images, um, that's really helpful for me. Mm. Uh, and, um, you can use like hashtags to kind of like, uh, follow lines of flight and themes that, you know, other artists are using to kind of start to find your own voice as an artist as well. And so this is really helpful too, for, um, art students who Uh, are, you know, just starting out even for really seasoned artists too. I think it's really helpful, um, to find out what other artists are doing. Um, plus you're also with Instagram, um, I think that it's really helpful to, in some ways, at least to you're curating your scope of influence. Yeah. And so I think where this kind of comes into play with location being in the Midwest mm. is that, uh, South Dakota and Missouri, um, is not necessarily the hub of artistic activity, um, you know, as compared to like New York city or, you know, Los Angeles. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, there's some really great art art stuff happening here. Um, 
but you know, you can, you can get some major like FOMO, you know, fear of missing out here. Um, but things like Instagram allow you to see what's happening, like on the coast and allow you to see, you know, what other artists are doing outside of this small area. It broadens your scope of influence so that you're not just looking at what art is happening right here. Um, and that I think really broadens your possibilities and, um, broadens your, your artistic depth, your conceptual depth. Um, Absolutely. Well, as a coastal elite myself, I find it helpful to get access to, <laughs> to people like you, because uh, I mean, like I, I genuinely care to understand what the fuck is going on, <laughs> not just yeah. artistically, but like, uh, you know, it, it wasn't lost on me when I became fascinated with yours and Tony's work and a, a few other people. Uh, you, I mean, obvi- it, it also didn't hurt that um, reputable people that I respect were already following you, which is another interesting thing about how Instagram works, right? Uh, that you can see, like, I mean, I see every fucking uh, post that, uh, a re- guitar related posts that Tony, <laughs> likes because he shows up, uh, yeah. uh, you know, as like one of the people like Tony liked this and 1 million other <laughs> followers. But like, if it's like, Hey, this guy liked it. You like, you should like it too. So there's a little bit of like peer pressure in it, involved in it, but, um, there is for sure. And that's one thing that that's that hate you know, in the love hate relationship too. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. but, but what a, I was going to say is that, yeah. I, um, it, it does give me a chance to see what artists are making in Missouri that helps inform my perception of Missouri as a place that's not just what's happening in Ferguson. And then it gives mm-hmm. me an opportunity to talk to people because I know that like, I, I just assume that when there's that kind of racial divide and and uh, systematic problems, like not everybody is for black people getting <laughs> murdered, right? So there, yeah. so so people like you and Tony are going to have a very uh, valid perception of what's happening over there that we're not going to get necessarily from the news, right? Not that your work is about that, but getting to know people and and just. Like, I mean, it is something that I just socialize with people. And sometimes I forget like that I haven't been out, but I feel like connected to people, but it's not a real connection. It's more of like, uh, like as if I was just text messaging people, right. Instead of actually making the time to go out and see them. But, but yeah. And, and so, so I do think it's a, a great tool, not just for like, um, I, I'm glad that you brought that up because it is part of uh, it's it's almost like you're validating one of the ways that I do the show, which is to mostly stick to people that I either meet in person or find on Instagram. But you do sort of get uh, access to parts of the world that you wouldn't otherwise. And like, for example, I, I know that Tony is a, is, is, does a specific kind of practice. And I know what I know about that practice helps me talk to him. Whereas I have also engaged in digital uh, image appropriation uh, and digital painting as well. 
Um, I stopped because <laughs> I couldn't always afford new computers for, for that. But uh, <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> no, I. But I. I hear, yeah. But I, I totally feel that practice uh, uh, and, and relate to it. And so you guys, in, in, in specifically, I was like, "What the fuck is going on in Missouri that these people are making? Like, what right does Missouri have to make work like this?" And then I'm like, "Okay, settle down, Mister Coastal Elite." <laughs> <laughs> Well, and that, and I'm kidding when uh, I say what, right. I'm obviously, (laughs) it's, um, it's interesting too, that, um, I don't know that you say it, it, I don't know, Missouri, it's, uh, like I was saying, it's like, it's not necessarily known as being just like the, the hub of artistic activity. Right. But it's, it's very encouraging to hear you say that, that, you know, that that it's getting recognized. Um, well, I'm recognizing. I don't know. Well, yeah. <laughs> or, no, or is I it? mean, and and you having you know your your podcast is definitely helpful because you're you're giving people like us exposure. Yeah, but um, you're also you've you've done other shows as well, right? Well, yeah, and I think that so you, I'm you know, not. I, I mean, you're giving you guys. I'm saying that like props to you guys. You guys are putting yourselves out there in a way that uh, is making people probably have the same thought process of like, what these people are in Missouri and they're like, you know, and then you guys go out and you show the art scene and it's it's uh, there's it's fun to see like you guys uh, like promoting things like there will be food, <laughs> which over I know. Here, it's almost like bribing your non art friends to come see art. It feels like, I don't know if I'm projecting my ideas oh, of yeah. the world on that, but yeah, no, totally. We, um, yeah, it's, there is a, uh, a lot of bribing that has to go on, um, <laughs> in attaining to, can, an audience. Yeah. I think, um, Tony and I, and, and I think, you know, there's a few others that are kind of working in our very similar aesthetic around here that, um, you know, is maybe not as well received. I don't know, maybe, and maybe that's my, just my perception, but, um, but yeah, it's, it's kind of hard to push that a little bit around here. It's maybe more well received on the coast, but, yeah, yeah. but yeah, it's, um, it's nice to, to be recognized for it, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. But so, so do you think that, I mean, where would you be if you didn't have uh, Instagram, I guess is the question, right? Like what you would, how would you think that would change your feelings of isolation? Um, not to ask you a very leading question that a lawyer would object to. <laughs> sure. You know, and this is, this is something that's interesting because, um, you know, in that exhibition that I was talking about where I had people, um, I just put out an open call, like, Hey, just submit to anybody, you know, submit like 200 work, 200 characters about how Instagram impacts your studio practice. Uh, and there were people from like Baltimore and other places on the coast who said that Instagram makes them feel less isolated. And yeah. so it's not just, you know, a Missouri, a Midwest thing. I oh, think it's, yeah. it's all over. And I think yeah. that I think that also probably once you're out of school, it's easy to feel isolated, right? Because you, you come mm-hmm. from a world where you're surrounded by other people with common interests. And then you kind of go out into the world where people are like, oh, hey, will you uh, do a digital painting for me for free? Oh, but it's so yeah. easy for you. 
Yeah, it's just digital. Yeah. So yeah, no, it's um it and that's one of the things that, you know, really drew me to Instagram too was in grad school, it's like you're in this environment where it's whether you love it or hate it, you're around people that are just like it's a super condensed, like creative environment where you're around people that are just really intense and yeah and yeah and then all of, all of a sudden you're just not in that environment anymore and you're out on your own and at the time I was I had my first full-time teaching job it was near Omaha Nebraska which is a pretty big city but um I was you know working in a very small uh art department and I felt very isolated and so yeah. I turned to Instagram and I found a community on there and I think that it can, you know, I don't know. It, it felt real, like a real community to me because I, I was getting real opportunities from their like real life shows and, um, you know, being able to actually sell my work off of their buying work off of their, um, and having real conversations. I mean, uh, yeah, I don't know, but yeah, it's, but I would say, you know, it's, it's never a replacement for viewing art in person or having like a real face-to-face conversation, but, um, but it's, it's a nice, you know, second, um, replacement for it, I guess. Um, when, when you can't have that in-person experience. Yeah, no, definitely. And, and especially like, I think a lot of times, as it, and it sounds like this might happen more in small towns, but a lot of times your work environment or the people that you have accessible to you aren't necessarily um, trained in the kind of dialogue that you find stimulating for the kind of thing that you've studied, right? Like same thing. I'm sure that like people that study counterterrorism really like hanging out with other people that study (laughs) counterterrorism and shit like that, you know, specialized uh, bankers love bankers and whatnot. Mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, but uh, yeah, it, it does seem to be, a medium that's easier for us or a, 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 a space, a platform is what I'm looking for that, uh, that it is in like, like very few things in the world lends itself to people like that, that are artists and obviously other different things, but like, let's just say, uh, you know, there is, I mean, I, I always see like entrepreneurial inspirational posts and like, uh, things about that. And it just doesn't like, even like inspirational quotes, it just doesn't seem to fit the format. I know that it can be mm-hmm. done effectively, uh, uh, and whatnot. Um, but it seems like the, it's a place for us to thrive as opposed to like, uh, the vast majority of everything uh, else that's designed in the world. We're like, and what I'm, I mean, do you understand what I'm saying there? Like bankers are not necessarily well-equipped to be, be the best Instagrammers. They may pose pictures of themselves next to jets and shit like that. And maybe that's like something that you're into, you know, but ultimately it's not an expression of their talents. It's an expression of their accumulation of uh, wealth, Right. Um, 
they're not like sitting there and 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 talking about subprime mortgages in in their stories or making like math equations on Instagram. Whereas like it does lend itself for us to sort of not necessarily be expressive, but uh, well, I, I think persona projection is a big part of the artists, you know, like, and so, so it is very much, uh, something that we can play with in a way that is different than if you're like, yo, these are all my cars. (laughs) Yeah. And I think the key word there that you just said is play. And I think that experimentation and being able to, to curate your persona is something that, um, that, I mean, love it or hate it is something that is a great, I I mean, I think that it's a great part of Instagram, but can also take a turn for the worse too. Like I've seen it take a turn for the worse. Uh, but it's, it's something that like, I think too, when I guess the educational part of Instagram, um, where it's really helpful for students is, or for really anybody, I guess, who's, who's trying to learn about art is, um, and learn about themselves as artists, like just experimenting, like trying to see like where, where, how does your artwork change over time? Just like looking through your Instagram profile and Mm. playing with it and being creative with, you know, how you're, taking your photographs or whatever. Right. It, I think that, that there's a lot of room for experimentation and play in there and it lends itself to, um, to more, I guess, visual expression than say like Facebook, which is more of a yes, I guess, definitely text based, um, thing that I guess that's, that's what kind of drew me away from Facebook. I had more like fam little too much like family and politics maybe i yeah, think on yeah, facebook yeah. for me that that i was just um it was too much for me at the time and i so i was more drawn to instagram because of that but um not that instagram doesn't have its its own share of politics yeah. but i'm i'm curating the politics that i'm seeing i guess on yeah, instagram yeah, yeah. a little bit more um well it goes back to that thing you're not expected to follow to to follow yeah. everybody that you know that you've ever met or went to school with yeah exactly and it's it seems a little and maybe i don't know maybe that's just me but instagram seems a little more like private or it seems a little more like hidden to me i don't know than say facebook does but why, um, why did wow huh i don't know it's maybe and maybe it's just because uh, um i know fewer like, of maybe the maybe less of like my extended families on instagram yeah, maybe yeah, yeah. that's it i don't know but um and more artists, maybe it's, it it again goes back to that, um, curation is that I'm, I'm curating my, my audience on there, um, very carefully. Yeah. No, it, it, well, uh, do you block family members? Is that what you're saying? No, 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 no. (laughs) All um, right, Aunt Bertha, now you know. Yeah. (laughs) I love how I picked that as like (laughs) an American name, Bertha. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's a great name. Uh, I actually, I think I have a family member named Bertha. Oh, I but, nailed um, it. <laughs> uh, Bertha, she's blocked, blocked you. Though. No, um, I think uh, more of like the, I think Instagram, I feel like Instagram is more for like the younger generation, maybe. Mm. Uh, like the, 
It's like Wu Tang. It's for the kids. Yeah, the the, and I don't know. And this this is just based on you know I guess the research, the things that I've read about it. The the older generation is sort of more um, drawn to Facebook. Mm-hmm. Younger generation more towards Instagram. Um, actually, and then the younger younger generation is like more like Tumblr and WhatsApp and all of those other things Tumblr's that I know still nothing around? about. And uh, I don't know. Is Tumblr still a thing now? I, I heard that it's. Yeah, no, I, I thought they took porn off of it and then that made it like not. That that's also interesting because oh, like that? yeah because, well that that's interesting that it it was uh sort of a th- <laughs> it didn't catch on as much as like uh, Instagram did and I don't know if it it might have to do with formatting uh, that Instagram is just specifically for your phones in such a like it started on the phone before it went onto the the websites, but also just like banning pornography. And sometimes I see some nipples on there though. In the art community, I think that there's like some chillness about reporting that kind of shit. But, um, but it is, it is interesting. Like um, the, just the differences, like, and just to think about what makes one platform thrive over another Mm-hmm. you know and and uh and like how they adopt things from like snapchat and shit like that it's a crazy like i mean when you think it's just the tip of a huge empire <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah and um like there's it's it's interesting too with like snapchat and just the the temporary nature of it and how um or even with, I guess, going back to Instagram and stories, yeah. like I, I post stories a lot and, uh, a lot more than I do on my profile because of the impermanence of it yeah, and yeah. the, the fleeting nature of it. And it's not, it's not going to stick there forever. And it's just a way for me to kind of, I guess, again, experiment with things. Um, and yeah, I don't know it, but it's also saved onto there. Um, so I can go back and I can look at it later. I think it's really interesting. Um, but then also, uh, I had read a couple of weeks ago. Um, this is something that I've really kind of wanted to, to research, but, um, I don't know if they're actually going to do it or not, but Instagram taking away likes, Okay. You, uh, how Instagram was considering, and maybe they're not doing this anymore. I don't know, but Instagram was considering um, removing the publicity of likes from the public. So, like, um, so you can like it, but you can't see how many likes. The the person who had posted the image can see the likes for yeah. themselves, but their followers cannot see the likes. Oh, interesting. So this, this is something that's, yeah, it's, it's very, uh, very interesting to me, the, the educational potential of the, of the like, I guess, because, uh, the, the social pressure aspect of the like Uh and the social, social pressure of, uh, of (laughs) learning, I guess, like of, of putting out things. Yeah. But then. That also presupposes that likes are the ultimate 
uh, truth in validating something because sometimes I get I post things and not a lot of people like it. I'm like, you motherfuckers are wrong. You should be ashamed of yourself. I know. Exactly. <laughs> you like no, this more than this? Shut up. <laughs> well, yeah, and it's just and there's the algorithm yeah. of Instagram, and it's like, well, that algorithm is obviously messed up because yeah. <laughs> this is way better than this, and yeah, this. Yeah. It's, Did people it's, just not see this image? What happened? Yeah, yeah. There is a lot of insecurity with that, but, uh, I don't know, but I don't worry about it so much in terms of like, like I'm never like, Oh, people are going to see that this only got like 27 likes. Oh shit. You know, like, I don't know, but th- maybe, maybe it, it is like, uh, more of a cachet among young people, right. Where it's mm-hmm. like, your posts only get, <laughs> I know it's, <laughs> It seems very, um, I don't know, childish, but at the same time, I think that, cause there's this whole, uh, this whole like sect of learning theories that, uh, to where we, we don't necessarily just learn through rewards and punishments that we receive, but we learn from the rewards and punishments that other people receive. And so <laughs> the likes, that's the rewards and the punishments. Yeah. Uh, and so. So you start to if, emulate people that get more likes. Interesting. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yes. And so that to me is just as childish as it may seem and is like, immature as it may seem to put so much stock in a like i think that it's it's very interesting to think about likes as a rewards and punishment system yeah um and yeah and i don't know if if taking away the that public like um if that affects the you know what how people learn from what others post because i know that you know i i I do, you know, take into account, you know, when I'm looking through my feed, oh yeah, this person posted this painting and, oh, it got like a thousand likes. And Mm. I do consider, you know, oh, I wonder why it got so many likes. Is it just because they have a lot of followers or is it just like a really great painting or are they famous or like, you know, what, what are they doing that, you know, is getting so many likes? I do Mm. consider that. I don't spend so much time on it, but it's something that I consider. Yeah. But I wonder, I wonder what that would do. I don't know. That is an interesting question. Uh, I think, it would be interesting to see, like, to do a study on that. Uh, like, when it, you know, the the episode that's out now, I just re-listened to, and, and the, the, the thing I was saying was a project that we agreed to do that we both completely forgot about. Because, uh, like, I, I obviously, you know this, but I record the episodes uh, uh, at this point, like, several months out. I don't even know when this is going to come out, but um, it's... It's hilarious to me because we were talking about how there are different niches within, you know, different cultural niches. We talked up like you and I just talked about the the gear one, right? Um, but the, one of the thing that the things that we were talking about collaborating on was uh, finding like just going in th- through a click hole of an entirely different culture, right? Like 
for me, uh, you know, <laughs> the easiest one would be like Instagram models. <laughs> oh yeah. Right. And just sort of see and just study it and just figure out like what, what is, what's going on? What are the trends? Because there are a lot of people that are not artists that are informed in, um, I guess for lack of a better word, propaganda materials that, that, that used to be not accessible. Like people weren't educated. Now, now you could probably just go on YouTube and figure out how to, how to make this lighting effect. I'm sure you can do it obviously with makeup, but like, so there's this whole like educational system of technical things, right? That like, for example, I've been getting really into learning how to use Ableton live. Um, because it's fucking fun <laughs> and it's available. Um, but like there, there's this like way of, there's this weird sort of realities that are very pertinent to people's lives that we're not even aware of. And because they're image based, there's a reality to them that didn't exist. Like the ability to project, you know, I mean like, to be perfectly honest, I'm a non-successful artist it, by many metrics. I haven't really shown that much and all of this shit. But now I am somebody that has claimed some level of expertise in having these conversations with people. And I'm not saying that that's not a legitimate thing. That, that I'm not like de diminishing myself in what I'm doing. But, um, but even this whole thing is a bit of a persona, right? Where like... Sure. Um, to some extent, what people really experience of me is my podcast, and I don't even really post that much on my personal account that anymore. My stories and and my um, and my Instagram account, but my stories have started to fall into this pattern where I'm just posting a lot of stills from comic books that I read. So it has this format, uh, uh, and it's not necessarily descriptive of my artwork. Right. <laughs> and, 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 and so, um, but it is a reality that I'm projecting out to people and it's obviously a curated one. Um, but it's, for me, that's interesting how like, uh, I'm doing it from sort of this standpoint of, of being an artist that's promoting this show mostly because I'm not necessarily promoting my direct artwork right now. Um, but for me, the use, the individual use of image making is becoming fascinating because of that awareness. I still haven't delved into it, but that awareness that there's just this entire world of people that use images in, a, in the same way because to some degree Instagram is limited, but with entirely different intentions, right? Like, for example, the, 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 the influencers that want free ice cream. I don't, know if yeah. you saw, I, I don't know if you saw that article, but there's a guy here in LA that's that put up a sign that said influencers pay double <laughs> because people oh. were just asking him for free ice cream all the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, there's, um, there's people that do both too, right? Like there's, um, influencer artists out there who are trying to do both of them and so I don't know. what do you yeah. mean they're like they have sponsorships and stuff yeah maybe i should be um, one <laughs> i know <laughs> yeah they're like desperate. um 
I know it's, uh, <laughs> and some of them like do it pretty successfully too. And it's like, Oh, uh, I mean, you can actually make money from making your artwork. And yeah, it's, but then it's like, I don't know, it, there's, there's this fine line between like selling out and then like, I don't know, but it's, it's very interesting. And I wonder too, it, it kind of brings up an interesting point when you're talking about, uh, how you're, you're posting images, but you were saying how you don't really post images of your artwork anymore. Is that what I you're just saying? Have, like, I've you, just been super busy trying. Like, I just quit a job that I'd been doing for five years. So, like, uh-huh. I felt behind this week on releasing the episode. I felt so bad. I'm, I like I've been very good because I sort of feel responsibility to promote the artist's artwork and stuff. But it just got away from me, you know. But well, um, but yeah, I, and so like. So mostly what I'm, what I am right now with the persona that I'm projecting right now and, and, um, is, is that of a curator or that of a person whose tastes matter rather than as directly an artist until, unless you're talking specifically about me talking on the show, in which case I am talking from the perspective of someone who makes art, but I'm not showing on a daily basis. Like, you know, I'm not promoting the artwork, but yeah, sorry, go ahead. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you think that, so like on your personal Instagram page, do you think that, that, that is a work of art in itself? No. Even if you're just posting images that you're just from your daily life? Uh, I think of it as a practice, but I don't think of it necessarily as like, uh, an artistic practice. I think it's a, I do think that it's so much, I, I, I feel like, I don't know. I, I, I actually like, I don't have a definitive feeling about this. So I'm glad we got to this part of the conversation. Cause this, this is sort of what I'm interested in and I'm interested in asking you about how do you feel about it? I, I do feel like, I feel like it, it's gotten too formulaic to some degree, right? Like, and I'm getting, I'm, I'm, there's some refining to the way that I'm posting stories and stuff. And I'm trying to figure out ways of posting things that are political, but maybe a little bit more obscure that people aren't aware of rather than just like preaching to the choir. But to, it, it, in a sense, I don't feel like any of it is really art. I feel like it's just, uh, it's communication. And I know that art and communication are related, but uh, at the best, I would call it propaganda. Yeah, I think that, like, for the way that, I don't know, looking at my Instagram right now, it's it's mainly just a way to to showcase my work, what I'm doing. Um, I think that it's important that, that you know, if you're, if you're in a show or something, that you're promoting the gallery that's showing your work, that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, that's, that's mainly what I use Instagram for. But I would like to, I don't know, like kind of pepper it with things that I do in my daily life to make it more connected with who I am. Mm-hmm. And I think in that way, it could be more of an art form in and of itself, more experimental, like what I was talking about before. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I think then you can really kind of more harness the potential of well, it's Instagram like a p- and performative living. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, and not uh, like with a negative connotation, but yeah. Yeah. Cause right now it's more of like the way that I'm using it anyways, is more of like a website. And I think the, the people that I follow that I really enjoy following are those that, um, 
just post really random things and post things that are funny, that are not so highly curated, that are um, just, yeah, pictures from their daily lives that are, um, yeah, again, like not so controlled like mine, I guess. Um, Yeah. 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 And, and I, and I understand that sense because that's basically how I feel. Like I, I do feel like, uh, uh, part of the reason that I just like train wreck this week is I'm just like, like it's that love hate part where I I've just like, okay, like the posting and all of that shit, it was just getting to me, you know? Um, the the rigor of doing it as a discipline mm-hmm. <laughs> when it's uh it can it can be um it can be unfulfilling what's my thesis is produced by javier proenza who is talking in the third person reach out at what's my thesis at gmail.com and follow us on all social media at what's my thesis Don't forget to review and subscribe. And if you donate to our Patreon, this is where I'll give you a shout out and make up what kind of art you make based entirely on your name and nothing else. Must feed brain.